for goodness sake. You won't see him here. His life is somewhere else. She settled her handbag on her arm, catching another glimpse of George. A middle-aged man, older than she thought her husband would ever be. He looked dazed by the long, hypnotic hours of travelling, and she saw him smooth his thick grey hair with the flat of his palm, adjust his hat and shoulder through a knot of people organising their luggage. His eyes were pouched, and underneath the tan he had even in the winter. His heavy, handsome face was doughy, as if he hadn't slept much. Perhaps he had missed her, too. He stopped at a distance and she waved, but steam was hanging over people's heads, curling down between them, and she lost sight of him again. Two days ago, he had gone to meet Karen's son from the boat at Dover. The doctor at the reception shed diagnosed malnutrition and parasites. Stefan's head was shaved, the wound to his neck was cleaned, and George bought new clothes for him. The tattered Hitler Jugend uniform and rotting boots were thrown away. George telephoned from Dover. They let him through without a fuss. No one asked him anything at all. Or me. Is he well, George? Elizabeth was sitting on the bed in the bleakest hotel room she had ever seen. The floorboards were painted brown, the lincruster papered walls distempered green to match the nylon eiderdown. Above the bed was the Taj Mahal at dawn, an embroidered picture in boiled pinks hanging on a chain. She had drawn the curtains and put on the bedside lamps but the room was still cheerless. Outside, the wind moaned across the hills. She had taken the train with Christina and Maud to this hotel near York, where George would bring the boy to join them. They would have some time to get to know each other, before Stefan started his English education, boarding at George's old school nearby. She heard a muffled voice as if the mouthpiece had been covered for a moment. George? I'm here. There's someone waiting for the phone. I'll have to go. The doctor said he'll need time. In a few months he'll be fine. Does he? Does he seem... Elizabeth wound the telephone cord round her finger so tightly it hurt. He's just an ordinary lad, Elizabeth. Thank God they found us. I can't believe we're letting children suffer like this after all they've been through. They had no idea what was going on. Elizabeth's skin prickled. Is he a child at sixteen, George? How could he not know? He's been living in a ruin somewhere, George went on, scavenging from bins outside the Americans' mess tents. The bloody war wasn't the fault of boys like him, any more than our children were to blame. She wanted to say, our children never wore swastikas. Our children haven't killed anyone. Instead, she said, We had Spam fritters for supper. Banana custard for pudding, the real thing. I can't think where Mrs. McRae got bananas. Maudie was in heaven. The phone line crackled. Hello? Hello? George, are you still there? When will you be here, George? Maud keeps asking. We'll be with you tomorrow. I must go. Is the hotel nice? Mrs. McRae said it's very modern. I thought you'd like some comfort. It's lovely, George. There was a pause. The least we can do is give the boy a decent education. 
I'm going to teach him fly fishing. And a good single malt. I'll take him shooting. He'll enjoy it, do you think? In spite of everything, Elizabeth had smiled when she put down the receiver. Stefan wouldn't need tuition with a rifle. He'd be a better shot than George. The first passengers were coming through the ticket barrier, and a man wearing a demob suit stopped dead when he handed over his ticket, as if he couldn't go on without it. He had the baffled, agitated look of soldiers coming home, stranded as they were in a no-man's land between war and peace, with no way back to either. People piled up behind him. Then a girl in a swirling skirt, which must have used up all her coupons for the year, ran across and flung herself at him. There was a tussle between them to hold each other tight enough to find a grip that wouldn't fail again. The girl was laughing.